welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. Okay, we've got a peach of a show for you today. Oh, why is that, Claire? We're talking vaginas. Uh, Okay, not sure where to go on that one. I'm (laughs) sure all will become clear later. It will. I do hope my mum isn't listening. Okay, on with the show. What's happening for baby? Bell pepper. What? Your baby this week. She's about 14 centimetres crown to rump, which is almost the size of a bell pepper. She weighs up to 190 grams. Her ears are in their final position and they stand out from her head. Oh my gosh, I mean, I'm imagining something like Mr. Potato Head now, but it's <laughs> Mrs. Bell Pepper. She's got her ears sticking out. Um, and Love she's it. also got little eyebrows starting to appear and she can twitch the muscles around her closed eyes. Pregnancy is fascinating, Claire. She's really taking shape. Your mid-pregnancy ultrasound scan, called the anomaly scan, is usually done between 18 weeks and 21 weeks. So you'll soon get a glimpse of your baby kick, flex, reach, maybe even roll. I really look forward to this scan, that opportunity to have a good look at your baby. Yeah, there's so much more detail on this one, isn't there, than the data one. During the anomaly scan, a sonographer will assess your baby's growth and development in detail and you'll get to see it all. If you want to find out and if your baby is in the right position, she may also be able to tell you your baby's sex. And I know we'll go into this more detail in a few weeks' time, won't we? Yeah, that's right. What's happening for you? If you've never suffered from indigestion and heartburn, then this might be the time when you become acquainted with these marvellous conditions. That's right, Claire. If you sometimes find yourself feeling uncomfortable after eating, then it might well be indigestion. This is pretty common in pregnancy, isn't it, Lucy? Yeah, it's a common side effect. Pregnancy hormones relax the muscles in your body, including your digestive system, making digestion slow and sluggish. As your baby grows bigger, your stomach's pushed up, making it easier for stomach acids to escape, resulting in heartburn. I had this pretty badly, so yeah, I looked into this and and I've got some tips for keeping indigestion and heartburn at bay. Great. Try having smaller meals throughout the day so your stomach doesn't get too full. You can also try avoiding rich or fatty foods and sitting upright after eating. If your symptoms are particularly bad at night, then try cutting out evening snacks. (laughs) Easier said than done. I know, I love an evening snack. Yeah, me too. Well, the other thing you could try is gravity. Ask your partner or friend to raise the head of your mattress with some cushions or rolled up towels. Just make sure that you try to find a position where you can still sleep on your side, though. By the third trimester, side sleeping reduces the risk of stillbirth. Too embarrassed to ask. Okay, this is definitely the standout feature of the week, Claire. We're asking, what's the matter with my vagina? Ah, vaginas, we've all got one. (laughs) Well, around half of us have. Oh yeah, but we probably don't talk about them enough, do we? No, and pregnancy is a time when there can be a lot going on down there, which can be alarming, uncomfortable, even embarrassing. Actually, mostly all three of those, I'd say. (laughs) Yeah, too right. So Claire, would you like to dive in? well so to speak (laughs) and tell us about some of the issues that may be going on in pregnancy it would be my pleasure lucy okay first up is discharge lovely it's really normal to have more discharge in pregnancy caused by our good old friends those raging hormones and your blood flow increases too doesn't it it certainly does it's a veritable perfect storm your discharge is generally nothing to worry about it should be a sort of milky white if you notice the smell that might be because you're more sensitive to smell than before you were pregnant 
So wearing pads will help. Yeah, just a panty liner should be enough. If the discharge does smell bad, then it's worth getting it checked. There's an increased risk of some vaginal infections in pregnancy. Again, thanks to our friends. Hormones. Yep. So a regular favourite is a yeast infection, a.k.a. thrush. The smell might be a bit yeasty and you'll have more discharge and some itching. Thrush isn't very nice for you, but it won't actually harm your baby. You should still talk to your GP or midwife to get it checked and treated, though. If the smell is more fishy and your discharge looks a bit grey, then it might be bacterial vaginosis, BV for short. This could cause complications with your pregnancy, so definitely give your midwife a call if you think you might have it. And just like when you're not pregnant, if you have any other symptoms such as discharge that's really unpleasant, if there's pain when you wee or when you have sex or your vagina is really itchy, then get it checked out quickly. And of course, up next, there's your favourite and mine, vulva varicose veins. When the veins around your vulva stick out as lumpy bumps. Ah, yes. Thankfully, most vulva varicose veins go away on their own within a few weeks of giving birth. So if your vagina is a bit funny, then you're not the only one. Lucy, (laughs) I feel a list coming on. Okay, here's our not-to-be-missed recommendations to keep your vagina in tip-top condition. Living its best life. Indeed. Okay, first up, wipe from front to back when you go to the loo. Yep, always tell my child that. Avoid tight clothes. As if you'd want to wear anything tight in pregnancy. Yeah, and choose cotton underwear rather than those artificial (laughs) fibres. Don't douche or use scented sanitary towels. Douche, Claire, it's not the 70s. No, no. (laughs) Uh, Steer clear of perfume personal care products, including things like feminine hygiene sprays. Yeah, and dry yourself gently after bathing or swimming. Don't rub. Don't rub. Great tip. Um, Eat a healthy and balanced diet. And stay hydrated. And if your partner has any symptoms or if you have any repeated problems, then get him checked out and treated if necessary. And of course, always see your doctor if you're worried about anything to do with your vagina in pregnancy. It's embarrassing, I know. But honestly, if your doctor runs away screaming at the sight of your lady parts, then... Well, you either need new lady parts or you need a new doctor. (laughs) You certainly do. (laughs) What do you expect this week? Finally this week, it's a good time to start researching your options for where to give birth. Claire, what did you think about when you were making your plans? Well, I definitely wanted to give birth in a hospital, being um, quite square. And I live in the sticks, so I was a bit nervous about getting to the hospital, which is 40 minutes away. And a friend has given birth in a pub on the way there in the past. Um, But I didn't have worried as I ended up being induced. Oh, okay. Did your friend, um, she have an all right birth? Did you get a free lunch in the pub? Yeah, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? I imagine that a pub car park's probably not in most people's birth plans, though. Some women, including those who have higher risk pregnancies, will know that they want to have their baby in a hospital, won't they? I've noticed that people have really different reactions to hospitals. For some, they're reassuring, knowing that you have full access to all the medical intervention that you need. For other mums, the thought of going into hospital is something they really shied away from. Yeah, I agree. I think that's really true. Also, where you live makes a difference, obviously, doesn't it? I mean, a lot of my friends were happy to choose a home birth as long as the hospital wasn't that far away. Yeah. It would have been a nightmare. Okay, let's talk about home birth, though, because that is a whole other option if that's something that you want to do. Yeah, especially if your pregnancy has been uncomplicated. In fact, if you've had a baby before and all is going well with your current pregnancy, giving birth at home is just as safe as giving birth in a hospital or birth centre. Yeah, I think it can be lovely being at home. I definitely considered it and looked into the idea. I suppose you're in your familiar surroundings and you might actually feel more relaxed and calm because you're in your own environment. 
Yeah, I know there's less chance of getting an infection and oh, okay. also less chance of your baby being admitted to a neonatal department. If you're interested in having a home birth, then talk to your midwife about it. I know mine was really good about having a discussion about it. It's not recommended in certain situations, but your midwife is definitely the best person to advise you on whether it's a suitable option for you. Another option is midwife-led birth units, also known as birth centres. They're a great compromise, I think. Yeah, so generally speaking, midwife-led birth units are, as you guessed it, run by midwives, and they tend to be a, a bit less clinical. That was the choice that I wanted. They're a bit more homely, aren't they? Yeah, sometimes they're set alongside the main hospital, so they're separate, but you still have access to all the full range of medical care if it's needed. And in other places, they're in a, a different location altogether. So our top tip would be what? To find out what's available where you live? Yeah, go and have a look around, see what your options are. There's no one size fits all. No. Okay, that rounds things up for another week. As always, please remember that the podcasts don't replace medical advice and you should always speak to your doctor or midwife if you have any concerns. We hope you stay well, stay healthy and we'll see you next time for 19 weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby, download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.